Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, uh, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything we say here on Anarchy Mock Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. We're talking about Minecraft. Yeah. My, yeah. Minecraft. All just it's, in it's, the event of... <laughs> similar occurring this would be the same. just it's in all, case it's, other people start the shit it's yeah. all skyrim mods that's what we're talking about yeah <laughs> <Skyrim mods laughs> fucking elder scrolls or fallout i suppose <laughs> which is really just a reskin skyrim let's be honest yeah so. <laughs> although now it might actually be released finished now that uh microsoft bought bought bethesda <laughs> So at least it'll be a complete game when it comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> eh, don't bet on it. They'll be patching it for years. They'll yeah. still be patching it just constant. Yeah, and it'll be tiny patches and every single freaking day. Yeah. <laughs> just like Float, the Float app. Uh, I don't have oh. it, so I don't know. That, that game is my husband's fucking mistress. I hate that fucking game. <laughs> Make it. Tell him it's your favorite game. He'll stop liking it. No, he will. <laughs> He'll expect he's on to, to play me. with her. Yeah, we've been together for fifteen years. He's fucking on to all my tricks by now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! There's no way to try any kind of reverse psychology anymore. No, it's that ship has sailed. <laughs> um. He's a he's a tricky hobbits. <laughs> I always laugh at to Lindsay that like if she ever tried the oh go ahead I don't care and like I dare you I'd be like okay cool and then I'm gonna go do it because well you said so yeah <laughs> I don't worry I don't play that game <laughs> if you say so oh I'm doing it now <laughs> yeah see I've been raising boys for 18 years so I don't fucking do that shit because it never works out how I think it's going to fucking work out. Hey, mom said it's okay. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Go ahead. See what happens. Cool. So it's an experiment. All right. Bye. Yep. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom would say, go ask your dad. Never go ask dad. <laughs> <laughs> never turn around and do that. Cause you no. know where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. My well, mom in did this house, thing. dad just comes right back to me, and he's like, they came and asked me, and I told them I had to ask you. <laughs> but see, <laughs> so every once in a while I do it anyways, go ask your dad, just to remind them who's really in control around here. The dogs are, we know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's hard to argue with those three. There. <laughs> Yeah, my mom, my mom was one of those chronic. Go, just go ask your father. Go ask your father. And yeah. usually, what dad would say is, uh, "Are you? Is your? Is it? But is it a good chance you're going to get hurt? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my my dad would say, "Is it okay with your mom? 
Yeah, yeah that's what Kevin says. <laughs> What's your mom say? She said she didn't care. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, like <clears throat> seven or eight times out of ten, if you said, oh, mom said she didn't care, my dad would be like, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so for a while, the boys tried doing that, where Kevin would be like, what did your mom say? And they'd be like, she said it was okay. And then he would let them do it. And I was like, what the fuck? They didn't even ask me. And <laughs> I was like, if I said it was okay, that's, that's I what happens when you raise little anarchists. I know. I had to tell him, I was like, if they said, so, okay, if I said that it was okay, why the fuck are they asking you? Yeah, why would they be asking you? They're asking you to do an end run around me. <laughs> so now he always checks with me. <laughs> What did you say? I told them no. Aha, liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I told them I didn't fucking want to deal with it. So it's on you. Command decision time. That's, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like it when I do that. He really doesn't fucking like it when I leave it up to him. <laughs> no, because he's a smart man. <laughs> he's wrong either way. <laughs> What is the right answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> panic, panic. Yes. That's why my mom always told me if a woman ever asks you, do, do you think I look fat in this? Just turn and run away screaming. Yeah. Just immediately. Because no matter what you say, you're wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> just, just she, run screaming. She wouldn't ask if she hadn't already convinced herself of the answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you know what that answer is if she yep. asks. So just she was like, no, just run away screaming. In fact, if there's a window you can conveniently jump through while screaming, do that. (laughs) See, I don't even ask Kevin if I look fat and stuff because he'll take the worst pictures of me, like pictures from behind. Who fucking does that to a woman who takes a picture of her from behind without her fucking knowing about it? And he'll take like the worst pictures of me ever. And it'll be like, I love this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, like how do you love this? Like every fucking dimple, like how did, I don't understand how you found literally the worst lighting in the fucking world <laughs> to take this picture and why you still fucking love this picture. So I don't trust him anymore with how I look. I, yeah. And it's tied perfectly. Think. So you're like half turned around going. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is such a great picture of you. What? It Are looks like I'm having about... a fucking stroke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. what are you talking about? I look like a beluga whale who's just been hit in the head with a boat. What are you? <laughs> Hibernating bear mid-growl. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I never knew you th- had a thing for fucking cellulite. Like, you're going to take a picture of me like that and then fucking keep it on your phone? What kind of monster are you? <laughs> Hey, different I'm, I'm, sure, for different I'm sure he does it just to fuck with the NSA guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does it because he still sees me the way that I was when we met when I was like 24. And you guys saw the picture because I met him four months after that picture was taken. The Halloween costume picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he still sees me like that. Well, I mean, to be fair, I can understand that because, I mean, 
my wife's had two kids and she doesn't look the same as she did 10 years ago when we met, but mm-hmm. that's how I see her. Right. Because you love her. That's right. Yeah. I'm single because I've always been ugly. So. You are not ugly. <laughs> well, I've always been ugly too, but somehow I managed to get her to follow me around. See, I just get I just get lucky and I just find the girls with enough daddy issues that it all works out well. So <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter that I'm ugly. You just gotta make sure that self-esteem is low enough. <laughs> Sorry guys, can't relate. I always had lots of options. So you know. <laughs> Although where things are getting weird now is like if I talk to somebody who's like 21 and they mention, oh, by the way, I was born in 1999. Yeah. And now I'm like, OK, the, now now you made it weird. Now you had to make it weird and you ruined it. Yeah. That's, thanks yeah. For that. yeah. That's... You're born the year I graduated from fucking high school. Yeah. Just a one few of years our, before. One of our mutual friends whose name I will not use. I'm the same age as her dad. Ooh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean oh, that yeah. narrows the list down cuz I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like it's not hard to figure out. Yeah. It's I'm just it's it's extremely awkward and I feel really weird reacting yeah. to her picture sometime and I'm just like this is so fucking cringe. But it's, <laughs> but it's not cringe but it's i feel cringe but i still feel obligated to react right. feel how biden <laughs> should feel whenever he's on stage with children biden <laughs> is a fucking pedo and he chooses to do that yeah, i uh, i said how he should feel not how he does how he should feel yeah. how he should feel yeah it's yeah it was just you see that the the quote from biden about um um packing the supreme the court show yeah, that oh, oh you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. deserve to know. No, he said, yeah, he said the voters position. don't deserve to know his position on, on stacking the court. court. Like, yeah. Wow, that you takes know, some balls. These or some dementia. Dementia. Yeah, you have to elect him to find. Yeah, or some dementia. Yeah, yeah, they, but I mean these these people could not. He's just be trying to cover the fact that he can't even remember what his <laughs> yeah, position. Yeah, is. What is my position? Where's Where's Larry? Somebody find Larry. Where's my campaign manager? Yeah, I need my I need my papers. <laughs> what is my position on this? Um... <laughs> Where is my puppeteer? Where, I need my puppeteer. Yeah. Oh, what's, what's your position? What's your position on this? I think Howdy Doody's on tonight. <laughs> yeah. Joe, are you are you okay? Uh... <laughs> God. Uh. Okay. I don't know where to start, you guys. Where do we want to start? Uh, Let's just start with your first really need, link. We need the Jeopardy thing going here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just let's, uh, start from the first one, I guess. Uh, lobbying. Like, we are all just such huge fans of lobbyists, right? Oh, yeah. Total fans of Massive. lobbyists. Massive. Oh, yeah. I love lobbyists. In fact, I have small stuffed animals of lobbyists that I keep around the house. Do they have nooses? stick pens in them? Do they have nooses? Yeah, they, uh, you know, yeah, we, we hang, we hang them up for Christmas from the, the tree. <laughs> it's not really yeah. a Christmas tree. It's more like an oak tree, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, lobbying in the first quarter 
topped a record nine hundred and thirty-eight million. Almost, almost a billion dollars. But lobbyists say that their profession is misunderstood. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. I was just mis- See, I was under the impression that your entire job was to manipulate government to protect giant corporate interests at the detriment of everyone else, regardless. And you had no soul. But apparently, apparently I was incorrect this whole time. Yeah. yeah we, well, we my, just... my impression was that their job was to play quid pro quo to buy extra political influence for people who can afford it by buttering up fucking people in government who they'll then give cushy jobs to when they get out of government. Yeah, but I, I'll just come right out and say it. My thought was is they were all paying this shit out in bribes. <laughs> no, you're, uh, yeah. we, we're all just, we're all misunderstanding. They need to set us straight here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, in, in the first quarter of 2020, the total, mon- the total amount spent on lobbying, about $938 million, reached the highest on record according to the Center for Responsive Politics. At least 3,200 companies, trade associations, and other groups reported trying to influence the government's response to the pandemic. Many of the biggest spenders, according to the CRP data, also received substantial relief from the CARES Act. No. Oh, surprise, surprise. The health sector, which spent it. about $168 million on lobbying efforts, received $150 billion in coronavirus aid. You don't fucking <laughs> say. It's the almost air- like politicians oh. can't give themselves just, that money, just, so they give it to their buddies, and then it funnels back to them in campaign contributions. It's, it, it, the like air- it's, that just sounds like crazy talk i don't know yeah that would be corrupt our government would never do that right Uh, some sort of revolving door maybe yeah around and yeah you know i seem to have heard something about that in regards to lobbying and government or like Uh, just like a legal way to launder money i mean the airline industry which spent 29 million on lobbying received 32 billion in relief aid yeah. Boy, that's a hell of an investment. I don't know right? any other yeah. investments. The, yeah, I mean, that's the only other oh. thing I know of that has that kind of return, and it's certainly not guaranteed, is the fucking lottery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> agribusiness, A-G-R-I business, which right. spent $38 million, received $19 billion in aid. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind that you'll get all the time, all the fucking time from farmers, you will get all oh, them welfare whores and and they completely and then you'll be like, well, wait, didn't you just get like a hundred thousand dollars in yeah, like a check from the government subsidies. for a, yeah subsidies? Well, I, that's different. That's for American <laughs> businesses. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quote: If you don't have a strategy to deal with Washington today. I don't care if you're a small business, a medium-sized business, or a large business. If you don't have a government affairs strategy, you are going to be left behind, says Paul Miller, a veteran lobbyist and partner at Miller Wanhold Capital Strategies. That is horrifying. Yeah. Isn't it? But your vote totally matters. (laughs) Absolutely. Your vote totally matters. It's like, how how are you so fucking tone deaf? 
that you say some shit like that to basically the American people trying to explain what it is you do as a defense when like everybody's just, just being left behind. It, it gets it gets better. It gets it gets better. I promise. <sighs> All right. I hate it uh, when you say that. I yeah, I hate that. I hate The pandemic is a perfect example of that. If you don't have somebody here with the relationship to speak for you, well, then you likely didn't get what you wanted or need to help yourself. Yeah. Um, people really need to listen to that and really think about it. Yeah, put, um, put that put that in your brain for a moment and marinate on the idea that what he literally just said was uh-huh. unless you are here working hand in hand with government behind closed doors, screw you. Yes. Right. Unless you have millions and, and millions of dollars that you have at your disposal to kick around and hand over to these politicians, they don't care. What you say. Yep. And he also <laughs> just admitted that all these government policies and fucking packages and all this spending and everything is completely fucking dependent on who can pay them the most to yes. do it. Yes. It has nothing to do with science, facts, figures, anything. Yes. <clears throat> uh, the lobbying industry is arguably the U.S. government's oldest profession and is protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, I critic. thought capital horrors was the oldest profession. Lob- <laughs> well, it, that's what lobbyists are. That's why I laugh That's so what hard. they are. They yeah, just, well, yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. do it with their handshake instead of. Well, lobbyists are kind of like. Well, pimps. I guess that's a handshake. Lobbyists instead are like. Pimps. Shaking. Yeah. Uh, yet critics say it undermines the country's democracy by tilting the power to influence policy in favor of those with unlimited financial resources. Duh. Isn't that what Duh. we've been saying about this for God knows yeah. how long? Wait. Yeah, that's hey. fucking literally what it is. This number, this number is so baffling. Twelve thousand active lobbyists in Washington D.C. helped thousands of clients spend over three point five billion in two thousand nineteen. Three so, and a half so- billion dollars. Buying influence on Capitol Hill. But he, yeah, think think about that just for a second. That because no company is going to spend that kind of money unless the return, the the ROI, the return on investment, is in fact going to be worth it. Yes. And sir. and let me fucking ask the question. Nobody ever seems to consider. I know you guys do, but like other people, what is that money being spent on? What, what are the lobbyists doing? Like, how does that money get spent to gain political influence? Like, well, a, lo- a lot of it goes to campaigning. Right, for right. Campaigning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to campaigning or there have been numerous reports of politicians who have had all expenses paid vacations, business, business vacations, business vacations and right. all kinds of shit well, yeah, paid for you... by their lobbyists. And I mean, consider yeah. consider Bernie Sanders, the man who has never worked for anyone but government ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a millionaire. Yeah, he's a millionaire because he decided to actually go back on a, what he believes in and become a capitalist and write a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I mean, he was already worth. Well, no, that still, that still makes th- him. That 
that still makes him a commie because he just thinks oh. that he's one of the ruling elites. Yeah. Like That's, it's always yeah, you know, do as I say, not as I do. But I mean, like how how do you wind up? How do you go into go into a Senate seat with a net worth of like maybe two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars, and yet magically, despite the fact that your salary is only X amount. Still managed to come out. Hundred and seventy-four thousand or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, still, that's like so the average. Yeah. yeah, and yet you come out of that job within as little as four years with millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you have the uh, the wonderful insider trading clause, where mm-hmm. the Congress, the people in Congress themselves can't do anything as far can't, as insider trading but they can tell their significant other about hey mm-hmm. this is gonna pass yep and then their significant other can make these yeah. massive investments and cash in and not yeah. only that but after then they lose their seat in government they slide right into one of those cushy lobbyist positions uh, and they're making Mon- four or five times what they did monsanto monsanto and the fda have an have an absolute revolving door yeah so, but yeah. uh, uh, opensecrets.org. It's it's literally all it does is talk about lobbying. Um, one of my favorite pages to follow, or one of my favorite uh, sites to visit. And mm-hmm. let's see where was it? I think it's yeah. Oh, no. I think the average American doesn't know much about lobbying at all. Like. Or I don't know how people could know and still have any fucking faith in democracy. <laughs> That's well, the sad thing is that a ton of these people do. They are aware. There are so many people, like especially on the political left in America, who understand what lobbying is and don't know that they don't like it, and yet are convinced that the way that you stop it is with more government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. Well, uh, and the right baffles me too because they're like. Oh, lobbyists are the worst thing ever, but they still have so much fucking nationalistic fervor for the fucking system and the way it works. You know, oh, well, have your day in court, have your day in court. Fucking none of this, none of it. Just obey and like work through the system, change the system if you don't like it. Well, fucking no. All right. <clears throat> Just for shits and giggles, opensecrets.org. I looked them up. 2020, uh, the top 10 spenders so far, uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has spent uh, 36930000 The National Association of Realtors, 25432000 The Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America spent $14,638,000. Uh, American Hospital Association, $12,457,000. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, eleven point three. Uh, American Medical Association, 10.8. Facebook, uh, 10 million. Amazon, 9 million. Where was Blue Cross Blue Shield? Blue Cross Blue Shield was number one, two, three, four, five on the list. That is a single company. That's not even an association of companies. That is a single fucking insurance company. And they spent more than the American Medical Association on lobbying. Yeah. But yeah. look at look at the industries that these groups represent. You're fucking so the first one was Chamber of Commerce, your business. If you have a business, right? Like business in America. Your business. Your fucking uh, open, home. Yeah. Open your seat. health. Yeah. 
these things, all you are to them is fucking data. You are a piece of political fucking currency. Yeah. Uh, to them. Open Open Secrets allows you to to sort by industry and all that other stuff. So the pharmaceutical health products industry this year alone has spent 156 million. Uh, electronics manufacturing equipment 80 million. Insurance 80 million. Oil and gas 58 million. Business Association 55 million. Electric utilities 55 million. Air transport 54 million. Blah 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 blah, and it's just it goes on and on and on and. How and much again, was I, it that Facebook spent? Uh, just over ten. It was like ten million nine hundred thousand, or ten ten million ninety thousand. Which for them isn't actually that much. No, yeah. it's not. But the I mean, but I mean again, I, I cannot reinforce it enough. <laughs> but that's freedom of speech. The education industry, with kids not in schools and all that good stuff. Uh, spent forty million lobbying in twenty twenty so far. Jeez. But I mean, again, like, and and like I said, I can't, I really can't stress this enough. These are industries that and and businesses that are not going to put that kind of investment into political lobbying unless they are getting something of greater value out of it. So what you need to ask yourself is, well, what are they getting out of it? What is being provided back to them that would (laughs) say I should spend a half a billion dollars on lobbying politicians? Well, when you get a $90 billion new missile contract. Yeah. Or when (laughs) you get get laws passed that restrict your competition and make sure that you dominate the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Or you get laws passed that allow you to do something unethical that your competitors weren't previously able to do. Or laws passed that force every American to fucking buy your product. Yeah, gosh. Or, <laughs> Blue Cross Blue Shield. Perfect uh, perfect example is uh, uh, the FDA with um, tobacco. Yeah. Right? C- cigarettes yep. are fine. Cigarettes are fine, but where's the war on? Vaping. Yeah. Because this right here threatens their money. Because yeah, yeah. in the end of the 1990s, when all of that, the uh, big tobacco lawsuits went through, part of the judgments allowed the states to get a bunch of money uh, to tax all of tobacco additionally and then get money from that. And so they were using that and it was supposed to be used according to the judgments on anti-smoking advertising. But you'll okay. notice that states don't really do that much anymore because they passed their own laws that said, oh, well, we can also use it for all these other things. And then now that everybody's going to this because we're finally winning the war on the cancer sticks, now all of a sudden the states aren't getting the same money that they were. Mm-hmm. And so now big tobacco shows up and goes, well, you know, if you, uh, if you made it basically impossible for these companies to exist, then everyone would go back to smoking and then yeah. you'd get all that sweet tax money again. <laughs> right. Yep. Pleased yep. to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. <laughs> well, it's, like that, it's like that post that's been flying around on Facebook now for a couple of months. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. We just about put big tobacco out of business, but yep. government got in the way or whatever yeah, it was. That, that, yeah. was from, that was from about a year ago. Um, actually, as of this month, all of the FDA regulations on vaping uh, finally went into effect. So uh, a microcosm of that is I subscribe to Zamplebox. So you pay. It's a subscription box. You get 12 30 milliliter bottles of juices. Each one's different every month that are sent to you. 
well because the laws went into effect. And this is how ridiculous these laws are, thanks to Big Tobacco going after to try and defend jewels, which kill people, still. Um, and they fought in court to prevent being forced to tell people what was even in the juices that people are inhaling uh, that they make. Well, everyone else is perfectly fine with telling everybody. But they... Uh, you have to register not only your formula and tell them your exact formula and register it, but you have to register your labels that are going on it, the entire design and the bottle size and every bottle size that it could be packaged in has to be registered separately. And it's a, almost a quarter million dollars every single one to Jesus. get it registered. So what's happened now is Zample is having to go to 60 mil bottles, and now they're going to just give you eight 60 mil bottles because nobody bothered with the 30 mils. They're so small. Nobody bothered right. with those. But now, even though it's the exact same juice with the exact same label, just in a smaller bottle, it doesn't count because it wasn't registered, so they can't sell it. They can only sell it in the bigger bottles Yep. specifically. And if you change your formula, even a tiny bit, you go, oh, well, this ingredient is hard to get, so I'm going to use a different ingredient. Nope, sorry, yep. you can't. Redo it. Now you have to re-register yep. the whole fucking register. Uh, yep. Jimmy Williams worked as a lobbyist from 2002 to 2010. Before that, he worked as a legislative staffer for nearly a decade. He said lobbyists were instrumental to his work on Capitol Hill. Even as a lobbyist, he felt that his expertise helped lawmakers who were often inundated and overworked. So but, he said, but, he, but he said things changed when he moved from a trade association to K Street. Quote, it was financially rewarding as I got paid a lot more. But at the same time, I was beginning to figure out that the people didn't give a damn about my knowledge of banking, of banking or of the real estate industry. It was all about checks. No one gave a damn about anything other than who I knew and how much it would cost for us to write checks to get into those offices, i.e. campaign donations. Right. Said Williams, who now lives on the South Carolina farm. I just, I, oh my God. Hold on, hold on. One more. The symbiotic relationship between campaign finance and lobbying is often contested. According to Sheila something, I'm not trying to pronounce that, the CPR direct, executive director, quote, sending an army of lobbyists up to work Capitol Hill to follow the donation is kind of a one-two punch. You get first, you first give a donation and you next have the lobbyist pay a call. Right. And remind the candidate yep. which side their bread is buttered on. Yep. But don't worry. The yep. answer to this, everyone, is simply more government. We just need more right. government yep. so that an additional right. regulators that can be influenced by lobbyists. And then that way we can stop the, the lobbyists from influencing people. All right. Oh, here's, here's, another, here's another number for you. And I... Derek is going to flip when I say this, but <laughs> one study by the Sunlight Foundation examined 14 million records from 2007 to 2012, including on campaign contributions and lobbying expenditures, and found that for every dollar spent, for every dollar spent, the corporations received $760 from government. Here's your ROI. A 760% return on investment. For every, for every dollar spent. There is no six. investment in the world outside of that with that kind of a return. Uh, unless unless yeah. you bought Bitcoin in like 2010. Yeah. Yeah, remember that poor guy who <coughs> spent 10,000 Bitcoin to buy oh, a pizza, pizza way back when? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
Jeez. And and the rest of us like our and fucking we fund investment it. portfolios. We fund it. Yeah, we fund yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some up some of us do. But the rest of us, the most we can hope for an investment portfolio, like in our riskiest investments, is like a 15% return. Oh, yeah. I can remember we were, me and some of my buddies I used to work with at uh, the accounting firm I used to work at um, for one of the partners there. We were, when um, Powerball was at 300 and what, 3.6 Something like that it was like $3.6 billion and we we're talking about it and like how, like whether it was better to get it as an annuity or get it as a lump sum and discussing how we need at least to be able to guarantee a 10% return on investment in order for the lump sum to not make more sense. Right. And like. <laughs> I would take the lump sum though because I don't fucking trust the future. Well, that's the point is you <laughs> that, need the. I, that and I won't, I won't live 30 more years. Yeah, but yeah. you need the. You, that was the point, though, is that the lump sum makes more sense because you oh, yeah. can invest it all and, um, and get a better return. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's that was still only ten percent, and we were yeah. like, that would be fantastic. That's seven hundred plus percent on return. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, the last infuriating. two paragraphs of this article piss me off to no end. <laughs> There's, we're getting there. <laughs> While you guys were talking, I happened to skim across yeah, those, and yeah, I'm like, "What uh, the fuck?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So for oh. every dollar spent, the corporation received 760 from the government, and this is 2007 to 2012. So you know it's more now. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. because of COVID, it's going to have skyrocketed yeah. now. Uh, but many in the field say a lobbyist is not what people may think, and instead work as a part educator part lawyer the misconceptions about lobbyists is that we quote uh is that quote we walk around with bags of money and say vote our way or oppose this but that's not even close to the truth says marcy mcswain owner of the mcswain group quote everyone always says drain the swamp and that all these lobbyists who've been up here for so long are the worst (laughs) we're not working against anyone we're hoping to work for and improve the lives of people here in the States. We love our country. <laughs> the look on Derek's face right now is exactly what was going through my mind yeah, like, the whole time I read those. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what? No, I believe someone, that they someone love just Pinocchioed through a fucking wall. <laughs> well, I believe that they love this country because manipulating it has made them extremely fucking wealthy people. That's about it, too. And that's yeah. The, the only reason they love yep. this country. On the same level as the rest of us. Yeah. They, they don't give a fuck well, about this country except what they can uh, squeeze out of it for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, not only that, but I mean, like, also consider... Yes, there there is some element of truth to what he's saying in that they they do have to educate lawmakers on things because remember most people in Congress are lawyers and that is it they have never yeah. done anything else they do not understand how these businesses that they're legislating on work remember there was a senator who asked Mark Zuckerberg about Twitter yeah so there was, yeah. there was a damn congressman who thought the island of Guam was going yeah, to was capsize. Was gonna capsize. Yeah, we covered that one a while yeah. ago. That shit was, 
Yeah. But I mean, like, these people don't know anything about any of the industries. They don't know anything about you had Tipper Gore way back in the 90s who who chose of all of the musicians at the time in the early 90s, the time of glam rock of all the musicians to attack is vulgar and obscene. She went after Twisted Sister. What the hell? (laughs) She went after Dee Schneider and Twisted Sister. Because of their name and didn't pay attention to the fact that they were the one, like the one group who never sang about sex. They never sang about actual drugs and yeah. they never swore. They weren't yeah. drinking all the time. I mean, Dee Schneider's a freaking Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, that's who they went after. And then he tears her apart in one of the most beautiful oh, testimonies before Congress. Yes. It's so beautiful. But I mean, of all the bands to go after, that's the one that she went after because they understand that little, even about music, a thing that they can turn on their radio, sit there and passively become familiar with. They could probably ask their fucking kid about it and get a straight answer in 10 minutes or less. But they're so fucking out of touch. But they have no, yeah, they have no idea. No idea how the real world works and anything. I mean... Well, if you never also, care, also, yeah, yeah, they don't care. Also, the word education <laughs> sounds fucking ominous to me in this context because what they're doing is they're educating these people about what is owed to their campaign contributors. Education could mean fucking anything. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and lobbyists like the problem <clears throat> is, and really the core, the root issue is that the reason that lobbyists are so dangerous and so awful is that politicians wield that amount of power that even if you really do just want to protect yourself from government you need to pay people to call in political favors to keep yourself from being gone after Mm -hmm. right just like another large empire that rose and collapsed actually relatively rapidly in the mid 20th century that you may have heard of. It's kind of in the center of Europe and, you know, possibly a little pale white. They enjoy blonde hair, blue eyes. You see where I'm going with this. So (laughs) (laughs) it was the same thing though, right? You had to, you had to have political influence with the Nazi party in the third Reich so that they wouldn't come after your business. Right. So that you just keep operating. It was a self-defense thing. And right. for a lot of businesses, that actually is what lobbying is. is it, it's become a necessary thing for self-defense. Because if you don't, these idiots are just going to go ahead and legislate your, the, your, you into the ground. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And what are you going to do about it if you don't have a lobbyist there? So it's, and it's just this increasing thing. You have the revolving door. You have all these things building on top of each other. What is anybody supposed to do? Like, you can't be an honest businessman anymore. You yeah. fucking can't. Yeah. Uh, for shits and giggles, I clicked on the uh, study that was linked, the the one to seven hundred and sixty. Uh, between two thousand seven, two thousand twelve. What you do for shits and giggles, Jason? Like, I don't know why you always fucking torture yourself for shits and giggles. I, yeah. Between two thousand seven, two thousand twelve, two hundred of America's most politically active corporations spent a combined five point eight billion on federal lobbying and campaign contributions. A year-long analysis by the Sunlight Foundation suggests, however, that what they gave pales in comparison to what those same corporations got: four point four trillion. And federal business and support. That yep. figure more than the four point three trillion the federal government paid to the nation's fifty million social security recipients over the same period. 
Jesus fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. I those numbers are big enough that it's hard for me to wrap my head around them. Yeah. They spent <laughs> they spent 5.8 billion. Right. Got 4.4 trillion, which Ooh. is more than the 4.3 That's like a thousand trillion percent. The That's federal government paid to Social Security over that same period. Yeah. That, now, that is a hundred billion dollars, give or take. Yeah. Indifference. Yeah. That's oh it's yeah, way more it's, than that. It's, it's no, I mean between the between what the business has got and the amount that they kicked out oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, social yeah. security payments, it's about a hundred oh, yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. Wow. But your vote totally matters, you guys. Right. That twenty dollars that you that you gave to that campaign the other day, that totally made a huge difference to them. They're gonna come back and listen to what you have to say. That change.org yep. petition is totally gonna affect government. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the th- like, and again, that's and your that's riots where... and your Molotov cocktails are definitely gonna fucking do. It. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely the the unaimed. Just vague, generalized violence thing is definitely working. You yeah. you keep that one up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would work? Because it's not like they have trillions on the fucking line. I mean, how can you ever? <laughs> I mean, I mean, a, a return of seven hundred and sixty to one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's to- a Molotov is totally going to tear that tear that down. I know, yeah. and that's I mean, and your that's the anger thing is this- really matters to them. Yeah, it these does. people think well, but there's a bunch of us standing here with signs and looking pissed off. Yeah, that'll that'll work real well. You know, all this uh-huh. begging and pleading and generalized violence. You know, targeted things though could change <laughs> things. We'll get we we can get to well, that. Well, that's we a good segue. That we can get to that one. I want I want to jump on another article first because it it, it kind of goes pair and pair with the lobbying one. Okay, and it's. It's got numbers in it also that baffle. Mm-hmm. Um, Boggle the mind. Scary baffle. Scary baffle. Yeah. Scary baffle. Scary baffle. <laughs> well, it's it's Halloween. It's time for everything to be scary, including baffles, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> $9 trillion in stimulus injections. The Fed's 2020 pump eclipses two centuries of U.S. dollar creation. I think I saw, was it like 19% or something of all... 20, 22%. 22% of all dollars currently existing have been made this year. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, since September 2019, research shows that the Federal Reserve has pumped $9 trillion to primary dealers by leveraging enormous emergency repo operations. A recently published investigative report shows that the U.S. Central Bank submits daily loan tally, but that the Fed will not provide the public with information concerning the recipients. Estimates say in 2020 alone, the U.S. has created 22% of all U.S. dollars issued since the birth of the nation. And remember, this is a private bank. This is not like... Andrew Jackson isn't even rolling in his grave anymore. He's like shaking the lid of his coffin, like you sons of bitches. No, he's like I told you. No, he's like that fucking 
like that drill that they had in Futurama where they went to the center of the fucking <laughs> 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 like, we could, cruising if, through. If, if we just, where are you we, going, Andrew? Don't worry about it, Tom. We <laughs> just attached him to an alternator and let him spin. Solve the energy yeah. crisis. Yeah, you know, yeah, just hook him oh. up to a dynamo and let it go. No, I mean, but yeah, I, I, I just... They, <laughs> like, oh no, that's a... Uh, that's not hyperinflation or anything. Not not at all. It's ignore the man behind the curtain. Uh, everything is and, fine. It's and all what fine. was that? What was that, Jason? Emergency what operation? The repo? Is that what you said? Um, uh, yeah, emergency uh, repo operation. Yeah, uh, a not, uh, repo operation. Uh, they're re rebuying. Yeah. To like to like, help out big corporations and whatnot. Wait, what? Rebuying what? Yeah. What did they sell? They're what could like, they possibly sell? They're the Federal fucking Reserve. No, they're buying. They're buying private corporate debt. Oh, do you know? You know that's totally not going to be possibly abused by by anybody to maybe control private industry or. That's fucking How do you slick. Know? It's fucking slick. You yep. you perhaps owe us some you know a significant amount of money and it would be a real tra tragedy if we were to have to call <laughs> that in, or you could do as uh, Zephyr asks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a, a number of people believe that the massive creation of money stemming from the Fed uh, will eventually cause hyperinflation. Shock face. Eventually, wait, wait. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this isn't hyperinflation. Ignore the man behind the curtain. These aren't the drugs you're looking for. I went to go. I went to go buy a damn soda today from Quick Trip on my way home from uh, my in-laws, and it was like a dollar more than it was six months ago. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The dollar has lost considerable value since the introduction of the central bank in 1913. <laughs> for instance, no, that's ninety-eight percent. Is considerable. <laughs> The cumulative um, I, rate of inflation okay. since 1913 is around 2,525.4%. Since, hey, this can't be emphasized enough, <laughs> since the lame duck holiday session of 1913. Yes. This when means, they rammed this through when yeah. there was a fucking skeleton crew on the yeah. fucking floor uh, of that the means, Capitol. That means a product purchased for $1 in 1913 would cost, would cost $26.25 in October 2020. Yeah, yeah. I are you kidding? There's a picture going around that shows a McDonald's menu with prices from night like 1994 or something, and you could get a Big Mac for like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's, I got I got one more number for you, and then we can we can move on to something else. But last month, the U.S. budget deficit was 864 billion dollars. That's, That's larger than the total debt occurred. Between 1776 to the end of 1979. Yeah. So through both world wars, the Civil War, the Great Depression, the Great Depression, yeah. Vietnam, Korea, the Spanish-American War. Let, let's just keep counting up the wars here that the U.S. has been involved in. You, over War of 1812. War of 1812. Uh, Barbary and, Pirates. Yada yada yada. Panama. Panama. Um, and you have to ask yourself, if you don't know the answer to this, fucking look it up for God's sake, please. When you borrow, you provide collateral against your loan. The U.S. government has to provide collateral to the Federal Reserve for these loans. Do you know what that collateral is? 
That collateral is your is the value of your life of the of what they can tax you for over the span of your life. Federal you, Reserve note. Yeah. You are literally the collateral that the government is using. Their mm-hmm. expectation of what they can tax you for over your life. And the funny thing is, collateral. is it's all Enron accounting. Also known too. as your social security number. Yeah, but it's the funny thing is it's all Enron accounting too, because it's all mark to market, right? They're saying, well, I already have this value because eventually this is what this is going to be worth because that's what that's what happened to Enron, right? Enron was doing a mark to market accounting where they uh, they were saying, well, if I build this power plant, I should be able to just throw the entire future value of what this power plant will bring in onto my books. Right. Regardless of if the plant has actually generated that or not, we know that it will. So therefore that's okay. And what happened? Enron imploded because Mm -hmm. a bunch of those investments didn't pay off the way they had said they would. (coughs) Suddenly they imploded. What do you think is going to happen to the United States? Considering that as of right now, there are more people on disability. Yeah. And a bunch more boomers setting to retire and Gen Xers are getting closer and closer to retiring. There you go. Here's that. There's that one. That's a, that's a silver certificate. That is nice. actual value. Yeah, it actually says Treasury on it. The Treasury of the United States versus Federal Reserve note. Yeah, yeah the, the certificate, uh, this certifies that there is an on deposit in the Treasury of the United States of America. Yeah. Well, the other one, the other one is a note, which is a writ of debt. Yeah. So <laughs> this. Yeah, and that that goes well with the lobbying thing because this these people, how do you, how do you expect them to give even half of a shit about you and what well, you fucking want and what you need out of this life? All they see you for, as is a resource to pump against their fucking debt. Mm-hmm. That's all you so, will ever be. That is all yeah. you will ever be to them. If you are under the and you know and the thing is I. And, you know, when I was on um, back when I was on Nick's show, um, well, it was still called Enemy of the State Stank Podstash. It was one of the things that I'd mentioned about how I became an anarchist. And one of the reasons was I'd started to get really, really involved with politics. Um, I literally had dinner uh, with our former governor um, and his wife at one point. Um, I got to hang out. I've, I've actually met uh, who is now the um, first lady of the United States at a dinner. Um, and you know, so you got into politics. (laughs) I got super into politics. Right. And as I got all, as I got super into politics, I started to like, and I would keep voicing like my, cause I was kind of a, I was a Republican, but I was kind of a libertarian. Like I was leaning that way and I'd voice that and I get shut out of things as soon as I said, well, I'm not going to compromise my principles. As soon as I said, well, but I want freedom. I want to try and minimize government influence. I get shut out of those things. And I also went to meetings personally. I be so like people can't deny that they didn't happen because I was there at houses of people who are majorly high up there in the political spectrum 
where we specifically it was by invitation only where we talked about well this is what we know the democrats are planning because we have people on the inside and they're saying this is what's going to happen and making deals and plans and everything else behind closed doors in exclusive invitation only meetings and it became nothing but that that was the only thing that i was experiencing was all these closed door meetings and all this cloak and dagger bullshit and i realized oh my god this is actually how government works yep this yep, is actually shit, what's going on the <laughs> shit the, te- the shit that they teach you in school is a fucking fairy tale that keeps you quiet and producing tax revenue yep Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and you you don't like if you honestly buy the idea that oh well your vote matters and no, no, it fucking does not. Like we yeah. talked about we strategized having people move at certain times of the year from one place to another so they'd be in a different district so they could run in that district as a resident. Planning uh-huh. on doing that and mm-hmm. using political uh donations and things to pay for their moves specifically so they could be placed for that. Right. And we've all seen gerrymandering maps, like the fucking district that that elects, (laughs) that keeps reelecting Nancy Pelosi. It's like she fucking handpicked her voters in her fucking district. So she would just keep getting reelected over and over. Mm -hmm. It literally looks like you spilled water on the ground and it just followed the cracks. Yeah. And just went all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. the weirdest. It makes no actual sense. And there's no socioeconomic reason for it to be that way. Right. At all. It's yeah. entirely just so that she keeps getting reelected. But that's the thing is that, that you need to realize is that the Federal Reserve is part of this whole orchestrated thing where they don't yes. care. They don't care about you at all. None of what you say has anything to do with anything. And anyone who gets involved in politics, once you get as far in as I managed to get down that fucking rabbit hole you suddenly realize holy shit like and people people think they're still gold in kentucky yeah Yeah. like it's Mm -hmm. it's freaking i mean i couldn't believe and the only reason that i got carried that far forward was just because of my background because of who i was and it didn't matter and i would say things and people be like just shut up just don't talk about that Wait until you're elected, and then you can talk about that. But until you're elected, don't talk about that. And then you can talk about that in public, but we know what's really going on, so don't worry about it. And, like, I straight up got told that, that if I wanted a position, if I wanted them to endorse me, and I wanted the position, and I wanted to go after it, that I had to check my ideology at the door. That is a direct quote from somebody who is still in the state government of Wisconsin. And then Joe Biden just said that the voters do not deserve his stance on stacking the court <laughs> that is right. so fucking so accidentally honest well, you know. what he's saying is you're nothing well you, you, gotta, remember, you get a seat at this table he, fuck well, you, off you, you remember he, he told that that factory worker when he at the factory factory worker asked him about firearms or something like that and joe biden told him uh i don't work for you yeah yep remember yep so. yeah and then yep, he told he told the group of veterans, "Why don't you clap, you dumb sons of bitches? You, d- you yeah. stupid bastards! Stupid, yeah, bastards. stupid bastards! That's what it was. Yeah. You stupid." And bastards. then it wasn't it wasn't it just this past week he was doing something in Florida, and he said, "Yeah, during the whole COVID shutdown thing, I was able to eat because of some black woman <laughs> stocking the grocery shelves." Yeah, yeah and this what? is the man. <laughs> this is the man that the Democratic Party, the party that is supposed to 
B for the little guy. The oh party God. that's supposed to represent. They ran, they ran a sexist, racist, misogynistic, rich pedophile. white guy, rich white yeah. guy pedophile, and a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a corrupt <laughs> cop. Like even by oh, cop yeah. standards, corrupt yeah. cop. Yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah, the guy who wrote yeah. the omnibus crime bill and oh. a woman who went out of her way to oh. convict people of color for crimes they didn't commit and to keep them past their release date for free labor yeah yep. i mean like that's that yeah. oh but no 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 don't worry they care about you promise Se- segue yeah. segue 2020 yeah. <laughs> More people were arrested for cannabis last year than for all violent crimes put together. Yeah. This is and, Yeah. And the taxpayers get to pay for all of that. And yeah, so we're literally stolen yeah. from to pay the people that oppress us. So Yeah. You know. Uh cannabis has been gaining lots of public support over the last decade. The federally illegal plant has been made legal for some type of medical or recreational use in the majority of U.S. states. Currently, 33 states allow for at least some type of medical cannabis use, and 11 allow for adult recreational use. The stigma around the drug has also lessened, with two-thirds of Americans now supporting national legalization. Cannabis was even deemed essential in many states during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, wrap your head around that bullshit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that there were eleven states now that had recreational use. Uh, there was, uh, yeah, I think Vermont just legalized, also. So recreational. They also, I think they also did, uh, or also decriminalized psychedelic. Was it? Yeah, cy- and, cy- yeah. Cybicillin. No. psilocybin. I, what What are the states? I mean, does somebody want to pull that? Like, what are actually the states that currently have it? Because I, I feel it like you there's keep a going, few Jamie. asking for a friend. Where can you go smoke weed for fun? <laughs> Out of pure research. I mean, but that's the funny thing, though, is I really I, I'm really just so that, Not so that, that I listeners... don't do it on my front porch anyways <laughs> and yeah. in I mean, my I... car while I'm podcasting. In my case, though, so that listeners actually just know, because I actually don't like I'm the lone anarchist who doesn't smoke pot ever because I don't like THC. No, you're not. Uh, you, Luis. No, you're not. Luis. And... Oh, yeah. He, he had that discussion. Yeah. That that yeah. We were, we're like the, the two. Like... He was like, am I the only libertarian that doesn't smoke pot? And I considered commenting. Yes. You know, but no, no, me too. Hashtag yeah. me too. No, I, I also gotta be, don't. You gotta be well, on something. I think that the Libertarian right. Party has a chance of winning. So yeah. So for legalized, you have Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, Colorado, Illinois, Michigan, Maine, Vermont, and Massachusetts. Oh, and DC and Alaska. Right. Um, medical and decriminalized. It looks like North Dakota, Minnesota, Missouri, uh, New Mexico, Ohio. Virginia, Maryland, New York, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Delaware, and Connecticut. Uh, Virginia decriminalized such a small amount, though. um, Cali's up to an ounce. The way that people fucking have weed just coming out of their ears in Oregon, because I just spent, you know, a couple weeks there with my family. And the way people just have it fucking coming out their ears there, like everybody in Oregon would get fucking felony distribution intent to distribute charges just from their personal fucking stashes. Yeah. So. If they were here in Virginia. Oh yeah, Virginia Virginia is like, okay, you can have a one hitter. 
Yeah. And that's it, man. So then that's there's it. they have it also divvied up. We got regular just medical where you have Montana, Utah, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa, Arkansas, Louisiana, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Georgia, and Florida. Uh, decriminalized. You have Nebraska, uh, Mississippi, and North Carolina added in, and then any then the places where it's still fully illegal. Uh, you have Wisconsin, Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, Kansas, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, and South Carolina. Man, all four people in Wyoming are going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, fun fact, fun fact, Wyoming has half the population of my county. It's just nothing. <laughs> it's so little. Yeah, uh, But I fucking loved it when I drove through it. That oh, state stole my thing. heart. Oh, it's it beautiful. Is gorgeous. Sarah, Sarah, Tyson, no Sarah and Tyson <laughs> sent me pictures every other day. I remember uh, her pictures, they had a, and they're just fucking stunning. They sent and... they sent me they sent me one yesterday of a or a couple days ago of a uh, of a, uh, a young bull moose and a cow moose out in yeah. the the field out behind their property. Yeah, all you the, want to do is like, see moose. You can go to northern Wisconsin for that. Yeah, but... it was. It was one of my least favorite parts of our drive, yeah. like the the road itself, because it's so windy and the altitude. But the Bighorn National Forest area was so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I could live there the rest of my life and be really yeah. fucking it's, happy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the top of my list. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody, every time I see somebody go, well, what are your favorite national parks? Like, if I could only visit one, and I'm like, Yellowstone. Yeah. Well, you sure get Yellowstone. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it's Yellowstone is the only answer. Yeah. Glacier if you can only go to one. I think Yellowstone had because there's so well, many. Well, Glacier pieces. National Park is fucking beautiful. Yeah, but Yellowstone see, and the reason I think Yellowstone tops it because I've been to both. I think the Yellowstone tops it because it has chunks of geology that exist nowhere else in the world. Right. And because right, right. of that, I think yeah, it takes, but, still takes the and game. Yellowstone's foreign foreign tourists though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I just went through Glacier National Park on the train, but. Man, it was some the most beautiful country I've All ever right, seen okay. in my life. But no, so where where I was going where I was going, there was a there was a point. <laughs> what I was bringing up, the reason I was bringing up the states, though, is because you'll notice Minnesota is decriminalized, Iowa decriminalized, Illinois legalized, Michigan legalized, and then there's Wisconsin, where this little <laughs> island where it's, it's still Arizona's, illegal. Arizona's the same way. Yeah, and uh, Canada, Canada legalized. So Arizona's literally not that every. Way. Arizona, Arizona has, has medical. Has medical, yeah, but not. Yeah, they have medical, but, but Wisconsin we don't even have that. Yeah, Wisconsin doesn't even have medical. Literally, every state, every single border that we have has it in either completely legalized or decriminalized. And yet, Wisconsin remains still going, nope. You got to get Tony the Tyrant on that. At well, that was his big campaign oh. promise. Yeah, that was his big campaign. That's promise. the whole and reason now... he got elected in the first fucking place. Well, no, all right. yeah, let's all be right. honest. He got elected because he wasn't the last guy. He wasn't Walker, and that's why he got elected. But well, and no, and know, there's the a, there's is... an argument to be made that he got elected because Tone or uh, uh, Barrett over in Milwaukee goes, "Hey, look, we found these twenty thousand ballots." Yeah, but... ever could ever. Guys, I'm getting bored. Right. Okay, so no, no, where I was, where I was going with that? <laughs> Hang on, where I was going with that was. Most what? professional podcast ever. <laughs> I have a point, goddammit. I promise. Boring. Where I was going with that was that Wisconsin is still hyper conservative and still very Trump humpy here, unfortunately. 
next door in Michigan, it's pretty left wing. And there are people in Michigan who think that if they could maybe work with people in Wisconsin <coughs> for things, they could maybe change Michigan despite Whitmer's uh, power grabs and things. Yeah. And you know what I was saying earlier about this whole direct nope. action thing? Yep. Just we'll get to that. Well, here are we still waiting. I've given you two. two <laughs> I know, but we're in, the, we're in the middle of an article. There was yeah. something else Jason wanted to bring up in this article. All right. Okay. All right. You give me beautiful again. segues. Just remember that. I did give you beautiful segues. Yes, your segues you are beautiful. Your segues you burned are beautiful. them. All right. We burned um, them. They were too obvious, jackass. You burned it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they were despite, art. Despite the public support. And use of the drug. Cannabis remains federally legal in arresting people who have still, uh, who use still, uh, seems to be a big priority for criminal enforcement. According to the recently released Uniform, Co- Uniform Crime Report from the FBI, more people were arrested for cannabis in 2019 than for all violent crimes put together. That is fucking infuriating. Yeah. Like, we, we did the numbers. We did the numbers on this. The other day, so the government is literally victimizing you, or victimizing the people at a greater rate than the people are victimizing each other. So Uh, what's the fucking point of government again? Yeah, it's it's supposed to protect you, though. Do you want the warlords to take over? I would take the warlords over what we have now, honestly. Yeah, the data from the FBI's report revealed that police arrest. 545,602 people for cannabis-related crimes in 2019. That arrest rate is 9% higher than the 495,871 people arrested for violent crimes the same year. And those being arrested for cannabis aren't just for those making money from selling, growing, or manufacturing the drug. They are mostly from people that just use cannabis. The vast majority of those arrests, 92%... We're for, we're for possession. Sim- we're for simple possession. Yeah. 500,395 500, of those arrested for cannabis were simply found in possession. And we, we I, did the we did the numbers yesterday yeah. the other day and it came out to like like sixty two people an hour. Yeah, so like, yeah. Like, it was like, like literally a person a minute. No, it was more than that. It was something like I, I want to say it was like twelve people or something every minute is what it calculated out to. Like it was, I was trying to, I was just trying to find it and where we had that conversation and I'm not finding it, but yeah, it was, it was absolutely disgusting. Like in the time that we've been talking about this, something like 30 people have been arrested just for possessing, for possessing, yeah, yeah, marijuana for their own personal use, for owning a plant that they're going to put into their own bodies. Yep. Yep. They yeah. have been thirty people so, have been arrested for owning dried flowers. Yeah, five hundred forty-five thousand six hundred two divided by three sixty-five is a uh, fourteen ninety-four point eight. So divide that by twenty-four hours in a day, and you're looking at sixty-two point two eight three per hour. Per hour, that is every hour of so, every day, whether it's noon that's or midnight. More than every a person a minute. Hour. Yeah, that is fucking yeah. insane. It's just, it yeah, is just absolutely a person a minute. Well, it's and they disgusting. and they don't even arrest people just for actually having marijuana anymore because now that CBD is legal, there is a woman here in La Crosse who is mm-hmm. currently fighting with the police who was arrested in Menards, which is a like a big hardware store thing, 
She's arrested. They're accused of stealing. Even though she had a cart full of small stuff, she wasn't stealing. She had a cart full of small stuff. She was arrested because they accused her of stealing. <laughs> they stripped her to search her yep. in the front of the store. And then when they didn't find anything, they illegally searched her car, found an unopened. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mm -hmm. Chillums. Yeah, the little yep. CBD, the the actual nuggets, the CBD that you can mm -hmm. smoke, but they're they're CBD, they're yeah. industrial hemp. Yeah, she had one of those unopened, still sealed, and she was arrested for possession of THC because she had an unopened CBD nugget. Yeah. All right, I got I got one more number for you, or I guess it's two more numbers. It's it's uh, one arrest every fifty eight seconds uh, for for marijuana, um, and these arrest numbers. Right, every fifty-eight seconds we're talking sixty-two an hour. Five hundred and forty-something thousand are down eighteen percent from the year before. Yeah, Jesus fuck. And the only reason they're down is because of COVID, because people yeah, aren't going people outside aren't anymore. Going anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. just smoking the stash they have at their house. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my downstairs neighbor definitely is. Holy fuck! Would you open a goddamn window for the love of fucking god? <laughs> It's not that hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Andrew I'm ready to a cigar. Her. He's got a fan that blows the smoke yeah, out the window. I have a fan and things. Like, I, I take care of the ventilator. She has she has this whole porch, and she smokes right up underneath my bedroom, because my bedroom extends over their, the downstairs front porch. She'll smoke in the back, against the back wall, right underneath basically my bed. And she has one window half open at the other end of the porch. Jeez. You're fucking retarded. No, open the window all the way. Are you kidding me? No one, no one. There is no human being who is going to stroll by and smell that. If you do that, who is going to care? Not yeah. a single fucking one. None of them. Not a one. I have been out back. But if it, bo if it bothers you, the smell, if you're a smoker and you don't want to get busted, tell you a little trick we always used in the dorms in college. You take <laughs> Dryer sheets? Take a toilet paper roll and you stuff it full of dryer sheets. <laughs> and right? you blow out through that. You don't even need to like do that though. It's the 21st fucking century. You can buy a vape pen that does oil specifically and you can go buy THC oil and it doesn't even smell when you exhale. I'm about ready to go buy one of those for her, even though they only cost $20. She apparently can't be figure them the fuck out. Like I'm ready to go buy one and be like, here, let me explain how this works. And let me tell you several people that I know they can hook you up, please. For the love of God, because I'm sick and tired of waking up in the middle of the night because I smell smoke and think that something's burning down. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've smelled that for the last two weeks because of the <laughs> California fires. Well, yeah. Actually, yeah. Our, our even here, because of the California wildfires, are um, late in the day. You can't tell <sighs> if it's cloudy or if it's just so hazy from all of the smoke. And sometimes we actually get the scent of burning wood yeah. um, from the California the wind blows But maybe, right. maybe she's just old school because, like, I know that there's all these technologies and all this other shit, but I am always going to smoke flour. Always. Yep. Because yeah. that's my preference. You going to dent a cannon and poke a bunch of holes in it too while you're <laughs> no. at it? <laughs> you guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys, 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 you guys
this is my one hitter. <laughs> they, they sell those locally, and I I don't even a little box. Yeah, you know? I don't even you know I don't even smoke pot. I actually have one of those. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's never been used, but I thought it was neat. I bought one. I'm like, well, if I ever change my mind. And after well going to Oregon, I've got enough to keep that thing full for the next three, four years. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Uh, but no, I mean, like, my no, she's the funny thing is she's actually younger than me. So I Ooh. don't think she's just old school. I think she's just an idiot. Uh, and you don't have to be old to be old school, but. She's also I just mean, like, this shit. Like, but I, I'm, I'm definitely old school because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I remember smoking seedy brown fucking Mexican weed because that's all oh. we could get our hands on. <laughs> I have, I have smoked things back when I was actually smoking it because I didn't figure out, like, oh, gee, I actually don't like THC. Things that were about half uh, stems. And because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any better that I had way overpaid for. Yeah. And I know that now. Back in my yeah. day, we yeah. scraped the pipe and smoked Yeah. It. Yeah. You would take <laughs> the screens, man. You'd pull apart your grinder and like scrape every last bit. Back you, in my <laughs> day, we had an eighth of Mexican dirt weed and we were grateful for it. You can't don't understand. <laughs> Seven percent. Yeah, seven percent THC. It didn't matter that we had to smoke freaking a, a joint the size of a telephone pole. We were happy with it because at least we had it. You know, That's right. Shits That's with your genetically cloned fucking bullshit and your oil and your shatter. Purple cush with your crystals all over it. And... Yeah. yeah, you don't know what the struggle is really like. Just yeah. to get stoned. <laughs> Bob Dylan grew great weed. <laughs> we would follow the grateful oh. dead around for years trying to get our hands on good LSD. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I only got that my the... hands on good LSD once. Yeah. <sighs> uh, now that we have no good segues, uh, Michigan group wanted <laughs> to kidnap Michigan. Whose governor. fault is that, Jason? <laughs> Whose fault is Whose that? Whose fault is that? <laughs> Yours hey. for injecting them in the wrong point in the conversation. I, I, you know, I mean, that's beautiful, right. Beautiful fucking art, and you shit on it, and now, now this is what you get. Well, but you talk makes, too much. But the com this little <laughs> conversation makes for a better segue. Because we are the most professional podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, weed is legal in Michigan, so I mean, we could yeah. use that. It's legal. Well, that and that's what I was saying. Let's let's redo my segue here. That's what I was saying. Is that Wisconsin is like this weird island of like hyper hyper right conservatism in the Midwest? On, yeah, in the upper Midwest, surrounded on every single border by at least yeah. a small measure of sanity. <laughs> I should totally do the other article now instead of. Uh, so help me. <laughs> Rip the bandaid off, Jason. <laughs> At that point, I'm just going to send you like one of those little like video uh, picture frames of me just doing a slap motion and I'm just going <laughs> to mail it to you. <laughs> All right. Um, militia group plotted to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Feds say. <sighs> okay. Kind of a misnomer. There's an article from the sheriff 
the sheriff said that they were citizens arrest. Yep. So. Oh, the the sheriffs, the local sheriffs, from what I've heard in Michigan, really don't like Whitmer. Oh no, 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 no. no. Really don't well, like her at all. Back back during her, you know, initial reign of tyranny with the whole COVID shit. I remember she tried to have the state boys show up and physically remove a sitting an elected sheriff from office in northern Michigan. And the yes. state boys are like, no. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we, we don't have the we don't even even under even under the actual law, we don't actually have the authority to do that. That would literally actually be a coup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this brings to mind official. one of my this brings to mind one of my favorite quotes ever, and it actually was from a politician. Send bachelors come heavily armed. Yes, it was. Don't hashtag don't <laughs> nuke me, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he wrote he wrote an op-ed about now is the time to pass an assault weapons ban. Oh, same guy. I have I yeah I have a bookmarked. I'll send you that one. Oh Jesus. Fuck. Jesus. Nope. He gets an axe now. Yeah. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. The, the diamond axes. That, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. The pickaxe. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, the the sheriff. All right. Um, I just let's just get to this article. Okay. <sighs> um, I forgot. There it is. Uh, the federal government has charged has charged six people with conspiracy to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and an alleged domestic terrorist plot, according to newly unsealed court records. Seven others face state charges brought by Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. All 13 are in custody, officials said. Uh, Members of a militia group purchased weapons, conducted surveillance, and held training and planning meetings, but were foiled in part because the FBI was able to infiltrate the group with informants. So they were acting just like the state. uh, Yeah, plans included kidnapping Whitmer and putting her on trial for treason. Oh, because it's not like they kidnap us and put us on trial all day, every fucking day. For treason. Yeah. It's not like, you know, because of how convoluted the legal code is, the average person doesn't commit, was it 12 felonies a day? Three. <sighs> three. Three. three felonies. I think it's up to four. Oh, okay. Three or four? It's, it's, yeah. it's like three or four now, yeah, but yeah, three or four so felonies a day. Three, three felonies a day is 21 a week. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, the thing that pisses me off the most is that their response when they get busted is to just give up. Yep. Yes. They instead of instead of going, try it. <laughs> In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Instead of doing that, their response was to immediately give up. Yes. Um. But. As as we discussed, we all know they weren't the only ones. <laughs> yeah. As we discussed before in the in our Telegram chat, um, the whole thing, this whole thing, like l- literally centered around one guy who was instigating everything, and then ev- all, the other people were just kind of like going along, trying to belong, mm-hmm. trying to be part of the little tribe, and but. Well, and Chris and I need to dance around this one a little lightly. Oh, we are all. I'm dancing so hard, or I'm gonna. I, I like. I'm. I'm warming up. Brandenburg v. Ohio. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm warming up because we're gonna get to some dancing. Well, not. I don't have to because I'm not. 
I'm not a fucking. I'm just like the person who stockpiles medical supplies. I'm like anybody who needs help. You know, I got food. I've got medical supplies. Doctor, doctor, mom. Yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got my little homestead I'm working on, and that's about it. Well, so. it, um, yeah. No, right. no, not gonna go into it anyway. Continue. Yeah, uh, skipping down a few paragraphs, uh, she blamed Donald Trump for stoking distrust and fermenting anger and spread or and 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 groups who spread fear and hatred and division. Fear, hatred, fear, hatred, and division is the name of the government's game. You that is can't how they do operate. That. You can't do that because they don't like competition. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. How dare you do what I do? You um, now that's me. That's yeah, my uh, Colonel Joseph Gasper, uh, director of the Michigan State Police, who also worked with the federal agents on the investigation, called the case quote unprecedented, and quote one of the largest cases in recent history that involved the Michigan State Police has been involved in. <laughs> Oh, see, the FBI right, became is aware. This four people. Yeah, thirteen. They arrested. Thirteen arrested. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, like the main, 12, the main group. Twelve in Michigan. The the whole thing was the largest. Wow, those people are just lazy as shit, aren't they? That's <laughs> yeah, the largest yeah. you've ever. Like, are you it's, kidding me? Well, it's it's the largest they've been involved in. Ah, okay. Because like, you remember what the um, the what are that the the the. The Haradi Haredi militia or whatever it was, uh, yeah. that um, yeah, the o- OKC bomber, like he was, went to them and they were like, "Oh no, he's talking about killing people." No, we don't want to talk to him anymore. Like they were heavily involved in, but I don't think I don't think the state police were involved in that one. But either way, uh, FBI became aware early 2020 through social media that a militia. The militia group was discussing the violent overthrow of certain government and law enforcement components and agreed to take violent action according to his sworn affidavit. Members of the groups talked about, quote, murdering tyrants or, quote, taking a sitting governor, according to the affidavit. One of the relevant meetings the FBI monitored was held June 20 in Grand Rapids, the affidavit alleges. Another meeting was held at the home in Luther, Michigan, and in Munnith. Well, I mean, Dis- politicians don't get tarred and feathered anymore, and it shows. Yeah. Discussions included using 200 men to, quote, storm the Capitol building in Lansing, kidnap hostages, including Whitmer, and try the governor for treason, according to the affidavit. Not just try the governor for treason. Where were they going to take her to try her for treason? <laughs> to fucking Wisconsin. To Wisconsin. <laughs> they were going to bring her to who? Who's gonna Chris. do that? <laughs> Chris is holding up a patch that says that's a terrible idea. When do we start? <laughs> Who here was gonna take part in that? I'm actually curious. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take, take, take this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're, you're uh, listening to the audio version. I'm holding an AKM. So. <laughs> Dangerous to go alone. Take yeah. this. Uh, the group uh, met the in group Minecraft. Met, yeah, the group in met Minecraft. field exercises and training this year and conducted surveillance of the governor's vacation home on at least two occasions in late August and September. 
They also purchased a high-voltage taser and night goggles for use in the kidnapping plot. Members of the plot said they wanted to complete the kidnapping before the November 3rd election. High, high voltage taser and night. Okay, you know what, Solid Snake? Why don't you guys go ahead? One. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gotta start. <laughs> All right, here's this is one. Uh, this is a quote from a U.S. attorney, Matthew Schneider, in the Eastern District of Michigan. Quote, all of us can disagree about politics, but those disagreements should never, ever result in violence. The allegations um. in this, compl- <laughs> this complaint are deeply disturbing. We owe our thanks to the men and women of law enforcement who uncovered this plot and have worked so hard to protect Governor Whitmer. <laughs> those should never result in violence for man who lives in the United States. Um, every literally, fucking war ever is violence over formed. political disagreement. Literally, how we formed this entire yeah. fucking country. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my entire <laughs> like. I'm like, oh, you know, there are a number of people by the names of like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, who may disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me liberty or give me death. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's like Add a guy who's really here. I'll go to the polls and vote for somebody who will. Yeah, or I'll vote <laughs> real hard this time. That isn't yeah. what they said, is it? It's, oh, That's essentially what what he said boils down to. Oh, <laughs> never. <laughs> I mean, the the, the lack of every almost every political de- disagreement involves violence. Well, that's you yeah, know that, that's literally war. That is literally what war is. That's every fucking arrest that ever happens. I disagree with the government on this political issue, and you're gonna fucking arrest me because I'm not obeying your political opinion. Yeah, arrests, wars, riots, all of these things are violence because of political disagreements. That's what they are. Yes. That's the very fucking nature of them. <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Was the, the more powerful the government gets, the greater the violence as a result of the political disagreement gets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The more severe the violence becomes. Yeah. Yeah. And the. I mean, I mean, I mean, we got Antifa and Proud Boys clapping each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. The illusion that they can control the government. Yep. Yeah, well, look at, I mean, where, we are, where we're at. Three is, and a half billion in fucking lobbying in one year, you guys. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. no, no, don't worry. But but you should just you should just vote and just take up your political disagreements in the system because just, I just promise. Write, yeah. Just write a strongly worded change.org. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. kill each other over your insignificant fucking opinions oh. on any of this. But don't well, dare and, attack us. And yeah. absolutely make sure you pick up that phone and call your congressman. Because <laughs> oh, fucking, yeah, here in Wisconsin, the, was that Ron Kind? I think it's Ron Kind. Yes. Um, is constantly running ads about how, well, if you have any issues with dealing with government, please call my office. I would be happy to help. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> but he also, every single ad that he does, it's also somebody who has an issue getting benefits from government. None right. of it's oh, like, yeah. hey, I'm being harassed because I didn't pay my taxes or the DNR is saying that I altered a wetland, even though it wasn't a real wetland. It was because I had a blocked. But yeah, it's it's yeah. none of it is. Or I smoke a plant to help with my pain and 
I've been fucking violently kidnapped because of that. Yeah, my pain, my PTSD. Mr. Harris's eyes just went red. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, Andrew, speaking of that whole destroyed a wetland thing, Mm -hmm. we just had a case of that here in or in Monroe County. Like, I think it was three years ago, where a company there's a culvert goes underneath their driveway, into their Mm -hmm. into their rock quarry or whatever the hell it was, that got a log stopped up in the culvert and it ended up flooding the cornfield behind it. It, the log had been there for probably three years. Ooh, and because it had flooded up for three years, the DNR said, this is now a wetland. You can't move the log. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> it's a man-made drainage system that is not functioning properly. Oh, ever. But I mean, that's the thing is like, oh, all of this shit keeps happening. But not, no one wants to hear it. The senators never want to hear it. They never want to listen to you. They never really fucking care. They never, never will. Do anything about it. No, oh, they yeah. never will. Yeah. All right. They yeah, never right. will. But More don't worry. A... Don't don't be violent. No, 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 no. <laughs> just just vote. Just vote. Yes. Can I continue? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do I, to, do, I to, do I need to wait Andrew's for another segue? Do I need to wait for another segue before I continue? I don't, I don't Segways for the next part of the article. This is my All right, article. Uh, just mute him. Just mute All him right. for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, you know what? No, I'm I'm Trump and Biden right now. All right, All right. You're just Will you shut up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know the best part is that's never happened on this podcast ever, but it <laughs> happens in a presidential fucking debate. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, more than a dozen people from several states met in Dublin, Ohio on June 6th and talked about creating a society that followed the U.S. Bill of Rights in which they could be self-sufficient. After that meeting, a militia group in Michigan was contacted. So scary. <laughs> they want to be able to support themselves. Oh, no. But yeah. they want it based off magic parchment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Michigan militia group was involved in the plot was uh, was called the Wolverine Watchmen. Uh, the FBI used confidential informants as part of the investigation and has paid one of them more than 14,000 and paid 8600 to another. I just want to point out the Wolverine thing is nothing to do with the Wolverines. It has everything to do with the fact that the Wolverine is the Michigan state animal. Their uh, college mascot is a Wolverine. Yeah. So there's no confusion there. Hashtag, hashtag go blue. Uh, the FBI used confidential. Okay. Uh, June 20 meeting was held at Fox's business. Fox is the. I, I don't want to call him the ringleader, but he's, he's the larger instigator in this whole thing. Right. Um, the impetus, the driving force behind it. Go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, held at Fox's business in Grand Rapids in the basement, which was accessed through a trap door hidden under a rug in the main floor. I mean that that's pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, Dude, that's that's actually pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Fox collected all of the intent, all of the attendees' cellular phones in a box and carried them upstairs to prevent any monitoring. Right. Cool beans. Okay. But the FBI informant was running a hidden recording device. At the meeting, participants discussed so, plans to attack the Capitol and use Molotov cocktails to attack police. You, the, the lesson here is that what you need is a Faraday box that is the size of a room. Yeah. This or, is what you need. Uh, well, a recording device works inside a Faraday box. But 
what you need is to fucking pat people down. Don't just yes. trust them that they gave you their only fucking recording <laughs> device. Yeah. yeah. In Minecraft. just a military term. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, realistically, what you could very, very easily do, and I always bring this up to people is, you know, one of the easiest ways to take care of those things yeah. is you meet in a hot tub. Yeah, yes. meet mm-hmm. in a hot tub because everything gets submerged. And at that point, your recording device becomes useless and, because it's in water. It's really difficult to hide a bug in a swimsuit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So even well, if not you have mine, one, but I'm just saying. <laughs> But so if you have a bug, keep it's not. The, it's, keep the boots on, Derek. <laughs> what? I said keep the boots on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys liked those boots. I know you did. Everybody liked those boots. Everybody liked those boots. Uh, <laughs> liked uh, no. <laughs> we will not share the picture. Yeah, no. The rest of you, screw you. But uh, no. I in Ohio, there was secretly audio recorded. Garbin suggested shooting up the mayor's vacation home, which he said he would prefer over trying to go to the Capitol Lansing. Fox said the best opportunity to abduct Whitmer would be when she was arriving at or leaving either her personal vacation home or the governor's official summer residence on Mackinac Island. Fox described the plan as, quote, snatch and grab, man. Grab that fucking governor. Just grab the bitch, because at this point, we do that, dude, it's over. You know, and the, the funny thing is, is Mackinac Island is... One, it's beautiful. You've never yeah. been there. You Once, really should go. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very yeah. undefended. It's very uh, remote. Yeah. Right. Once kidnapped, Whitmer would be moved to, quote, a secure location in Wisconsin for trial. Oh. <laughs> Just every single time I hear it. Every time. And we talked about move? this amongst some friends, and you know for a fact that if Mr. Evers in Madison got wind of that, he would have the National Guard up there combing the North Woods, going through every cabin, burning everything in their path, mm-hmm. trying to find him. Oh yeah, it would have been. It been yeah, it would have been a fucking straight up slaughter. It would have looked like 1776 all over again. That's mm-hmm. what it would have looked like. And anyone who thinks that oh, and Wisconsin, maybe that's what they wanted. You know, maybe that's. I mean, it's, you know, I can, yeah. uh, I can right. see not that. a bad plan. Fox but... suggested they get a realtor to help them find the exact location of the vacation home, and collect what? information on the surrounding homes and structures. <laughs> it's just, it's, oh, aren't they like I'm... the third biggest lobbying yeah. group? Like the, the National Realtors Association. They're like the third biggest lobbying group. We're gonna talk yeah. to, this, we're gonna we're talk gonna to talk them this. about how to find the governor uh, so we can kidnap her. It gets better. Uh, he also he also discussed the importance of knowing the layout of the yard, homes, and security. Said they needed to map out the surrounding property and gates, and needed plumbers and electricians to help them read blueprints to refine their strategy. Fox suggested recruiting an engineer and information technology expert, a demo guy, and other quote operators, according to the affidavit. Oh my God, they're trying to fucking become the Expendables. Plans included planting a bomb <laughs> under a nearby bridge to divert law enforcement. Uh, These guys have watched too many fucking movies. <laughs> dude, you know, I without going into details, I will put it, I will say this. There are a significant number of people in movements very similar to these guys who that is exactly what they are. They have seen too many movies and that's all they've seen. They don't know anything about training. They don't know anything about really, truly useful it's, gear. They don't. 
they they don't understand tactics. They don't understand OPSEC. They don't understand well, any of this. And two, I bet all oh, of these two. guys, if you ask them why they never joined the military, they'll no, say, no, 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 oh, no, I would no, punch anybody who got in my face. Two of the guys were Marines. Yeah. Well, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. One of them was actually discharged on the day that he was arrested for the <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> but you can totally what, on, trust. I kind of feel sorry for him what, now. What was his rank? Lance Corporal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. E4 fucking mafia. Yes. <laughs> Which means uh, that when the plot went down, he would have just quietly disappeared and been somewhere else oops sorry guys was that today yeah <laughs> shaman motherfucker we all know all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> senate majority leader mike shirkley a republican at a clark lake has clashed repeatedly with whitmer over the response to the coronavirus pandemic and her use of emergency powers but he expressed outrage thursday at the apparent plot quote a threat against our governor is a threat against us all we condemn those who plotted against her and our government. They are not patriots. There is no honor in their actions. They are criminals and traitors and should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. You okay, know, King George. I was going to say, I'm going right back to the beginning of this article where we talked about there might be some guys, Jefferson, Hancock, Franklin, who At, might disagree with that. Patrick Henry, Thomas Speaker, Lee, Lee Chatfield, Republican at a levering. Quote, violence has no place in politics ever. War, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's the continuation the of the prison system. Right? Yeah. Uh, he also said that those that targeted Whitmer and police officers are, quote, un-American. And, quote, justice will be swift and severe. No, it's pretty fucking American to want to kidnap and kill tyrants. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's. It, very much so how we got to where we are now. Unfortunately, we've gone way off the fucking rails. Yeah. But. Yeah, like I can have like, you know, sympathy for the way these guys are feeling. You know what I mean? Like, because this shit is just not at all well, what are, what the founders put on paper, even though they were imperfect too. But. Well, yes. you know, and the, the just the idea that anybody would say, oh, well, that's un-American. That's the, un-American. Going after yeah, violence, tyrants is violence un-American. Violence has no place in politics. Yeah. yeah. The, the and this has, is like, what? And I don't know what they fucking expect when they spend 12 years pushing the fucking fairy tale that we talked about earlier. The fairy yeah. tale of fucking freedom, the fairy tale of the founding and all this you know, and how America's so free and we have rights. And and then they fucking, tr- like, trample all over them and don't expect people to get pissed. Let's start at, at the most basic level, right? The, the Bill of Rights, right? That's supposed to be um, uh, a restriction on the government's ability to to impose its, to insert itself on us, right? Right, to interfere with that. There, there is not a single article on the Bill of Rights that is not violated multiple Daily. times over. Constantly yeah. and has that been is. violated for years and years. And, I mean, decades, hundreds of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. but I mean, that's, you know, and that's the funny thing is like to say that, to say that the United States and, it, you know, the United States of America, that it is not 
a country where violence and politics go hand in hand is the most disingenuous thing. There there was a thing like 155 or so years ago, like 1961 to 1961, 1864. Well, 1865, but yeah. Not long after that, the War of 1812 to maintain yeah. our independence. Not super long whiskey after rebellion. That, yeah, you have well, yeah, right after that, you have the whiskey rebellion. <laughs> right. You have the War of 1812. You have the Mexican-American War, which is where most of the men involved in the American Civil War cut their teeth. Yeah. And then you have the American Civil War. And that is just the first um, hundred years. Of America's existence. And then we turned our violence outward on political opponents from other nations. Yeah, you have the Spanish-American mm-hmm. War, uh, World War One. you know, you, you have II. those, World War Two. you have um, the, uh, yeah, you Korea. have the, well, you have Korea, you have Vietnam, you have Panama. Well, you, you have... even skipped over our interference and other stuff in Europe, like the French Revolution and shit like that. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, the Pirate Pirates of the Barbary Coast? The yeah, the yeah. Barbary Pirates that we were the involved Crimean in. Crimean Wars in yeah. Russia. The, well, I mean, were we really involved in the Crimean War? Because the Crimean War is really World War Zero, so we probably had something to do with it, but yeah. it's the Crimean War, by the way, if you've never studied it, I encourage everybody to look into it because seriously it will blow your mind. Um yeah. that you've never heard of it and really right. are unfamiliar with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nonstop wars. It's nonstop conflict. It's always been conflict for the United States. It's always there been was, violence. There was, there was what, four, maybe four or five years, I think, I've seen that we weren't involved in a conflict somewhere And I think, I think the, the more important point is that, is that fucking politics is violence. That is mm-hmm. the only way they achieve their fucking ends, yep. mm-hmm. is yes. violent enforcement. Politics fucking is violence at its fucking core. So don't tell me politics yeah. and violence don't every, fucking go together. Every 58 seconds, someone was violently arrested for yeah. possession of a plant, which is, again, a, a political issue. And an arrest is yeah. violence. Yeah, because yeah. if you ar- resist, they'll kill you. Yeah. yeah, and well, and just if anybody else did it, it would be kidnapping. And you are, like, physically forcing somebody. That is violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is there you and you cannot delegate rights that you do not yourself possess, which means that if you are not allowed to kidnap and cage somebody over a plant, you cannot nobody else is delegate. Yeah, that right to someone else because you don't have it yourself. Right. You can't can't delegate what you don't have. Yeah. I mean, we. The founding. I got to go in just a couple minutes. Yeah. The the founding document of this country said people not. People said that people not only have the the right, they have the duty to remove. Yeah. Yeah. To violently remove oppressive forces. Mm -hmm. They have not the right, the duty. You have an obligation. When in the course of human events, and that's what everyone remembers, the very beginning, right? But Mm -hmm. what is what happens in the course of when when in the course of human events, a government usurps the right of the people. Right. Yep. 
you have an obligation to throw them off and everyone's ignoring this. And of course that's, that's part of this, but it's also important to remember that what this demonstrates is that if you think that the feds have not infiltrated your special little group, yeah, they absolutely (laughs) fucking have. All right, let's let's skip the this other feds article. The are in everything. The second yeah. you start to organize mm-hmm. anything, they well, are okay. fucking there. Um, for 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 accuracy's sake, Derica, tell the tell the listeners what you did when you were in the navy. Oh, I was in cryptology. What? Come on now, give me some give me some juice. <laughs> you can't let's just throw you can't this. you can't just throw a potato at me. <laughs> I was. A- Cryptologic technician, maintenance branch, second class at the time I got retired in the Navy. And that involved, I worked with the hardware that that the Navy used to encrypt their communications um, and and encryption for their communications on secure networks and unsecure networks. Um, I don't know if people realize it, but (laughs) the government has its own fucking internet that is not connected to everybody else's internet. Yep. And, so, then, and then Christopher, you're an IT guy. I'm an IT guy. Um, I was also uh, a signals intelligence analyst for the Air Force. Uh, so everything that Derek is talking about is absolutely accurate. They're, the network that the government uses for their private internet, mm-hmm. is it's really funny because you'll have a secured system and a non-secured system stacked on top of each other. Yeah. And the same wall plate will have a blackjack and a red jack. The red jack is the classified network. The blackjack is the public network. And just so you guys know, there's a third internet, but I can't tell you which organization has their own fucking internet <laughs> within the government. I'm sure I'm you can no, guess, though. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you could be referring to at all. So we're just, we're just saying these folks, not me. I'm a UCG. I'm an untrained civilian grunt. I ha- or civilian goofball. I have no military training, but these people—they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and right. I was an end user. Yeah, <laughs> I was an end user of several networks. And my husband's um, an intelligence analyst. <laughs> yeah. So when we tell you, no, they've infiltrated it. They know what you're saying. They're listening to you at all times. Trust us when we all say. Yeah, they're listening to you at all fucking times. And this is even... why I don't have smart home devices installed mm-hmm. in my fucking house. Oh, ever. yeah. I'm also oh, yeah. a bit of an IT guy. Do I have IT? St- do I have smart home stuff? No. Chris, do you have smart home stuff? By choice? No. <laughs> <laughs> that my, should tell you wife. something. <laughs> my wife? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and they're making very little that's not anymore it's getting more difficult to get your hands on analog versions of stuff so yeah it it, three of us were former conspirators all right so (laughs) talk about conspiracy theories yeah the the government used to be us doing it yeah we were doing it (laughs) yeah why do you think we're here now motherfucker (laughs) what's like the meme i made the other day with the uh the the American flag and then the the anarchy ball the 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 yeah, uh, you, the black who radicalized ball. who you. radicalized you you did you did <laughs> yes exactly yep. there's there is no way to become as ardent and virulent an anarchist as a way fucking... through 
Yeah, I tell yeah. I tell people <laughs> I tell people all the time, and they ask why I stay in California and blah blah blah. Like, if I didn't live in California, I wouldn't be an anarchist. Mm-hmm. Like Cal, like living in California under these laws under these restrictions, California made me an anarchist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if if I had grown up in Wyoming, I'd be a fucking rancher or a cowboy or a drunkard. I wouldn't be. And, an anarchist. Yeah, <laughs> and you yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't really fucking care. notice. You wouldn't care. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, I'm... if the government hadn't stepped so far out of its bounds on a national scale, scale none yeah. of us would be. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've said that multiple times where I brought up to, like, Lindsay, uh, you know, her and I have had conversations where I've been like, you know, the funny thing is, if you look back at the even up into the 1880s, 1890s and early 1900s in the American West, government effectively doesn't exist for the average person in an average <laughs> It has absolutely no bearing on anything that they do or how they do it in any right. way, shape, or form at all. So they have no reason to right. become an anarchist because who the hell cares? And it's not I, doing anything. I always maintain if the U.S. had adhered this entire time to the founding principles and documents, mm-hmm. right? If the U.S. had adhered to that this whole time, instead of just like fucking wiping their asses with it, like right away, there would be no anarchists anywhere because everywhere else people could point to the U.S. and say, but see, it does work in this one instance. Everybody's content. Nobody has anything really to bitch about. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, and, that's, and that's, you know, the, the birth of anarchism, because don't forget that the classical anarchism, truly classical anarchism, one is very socialist, uh, is very socialist. Um, but it's also born of the experiences of people under the imperial powers of Europe. Mm-hmm. That's where it was born. That's where it was fomented. The idea that, well, I don't want government at all. Right. That entire thing happened because of oppressive regimes the Austro-Hungarian Empire and Napoleon Bonaparte and the Holy Roman Empire and the German Empire and the Ottoman Empire, the British Empire. These are the things that created even the beginnings of the idea of what we all now hold as our belief system. This is why it exists is because of government overstep from the beginning. And had America been an exception and proved that what they believed was wrong that you could have a government that stayed limited and stayed small and stayed out of people's day-to-day lives and only cared about day-to-day like security and making sure that that's all they did. Right. And that was like the enlightenment that brought that about into the more public sphere, um, the limited government. So what we need now really is we need a new era of like the awakening where it just people let go of the last of their fucking self delusions yep. about this, yep. these authoritarian power structures, Yep, a conscious yep. revolution. And, and there was yeah. a reason why they called it the American experiment, you know, right. yeah. nothing, experiment. no idea of that limited of a government as was originally laid out had ever really been put forth. And so they're like, Oh, well let's try this because then, you know, maybe people won't, go nuts in a couple hundred years and, and the experiment well, yeah. failed because yeah, if failed. people have power yep. they use it to accumulate more fucking power well, they, have the ju- is- they have to justify their own existence yeah exactly. and that's and that's kind of the that that's kind of the problem is that what what 
the founding fathers had hoped and proved, and it, it was an experiment, right? Because no one had tried it. What the founding fathers had hoped was that if you put forth these ideas that, well, public service is just that, it's service to the public, that you are serving everybody else and that you're you're working for the best interests of everybody else, and it's not about you. If we can do that and we can just keep that, the government can work. Yeah, but it can't because yeah. if people can't be trusted to run their own lives, how the fuck can they be trusted to run other people's lives? Right, well, and that was the any thing. Position, anything any position where you have power or where they there's a perception of power is inevitably going to attract the most toxic people yes. the, to that position. Fun, because fun only snack. bad people want power over other exactly. people. I mean, yes. they had, they had to uh, beg and plead, if I remember correctly, with George Washington for his first term. Yeah. Well, they, well, they but had, you know, there, and, and, there were some, there were some that wanted him to be king. Yeah, they actually he had wanted to, to trick they actually, him into letting him retire. Yeah, they um they also um actually had tried to get a king. Uh, it was a marquee, not the marquee that you may be thinking of, De Lafayette, who is one of my favorite people from the American Revolution because the dude fucking lied the whole time and but still was amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, not him. No, it was a it was a different guy in France who they tried to approach, and then they also tried to approach an English nobleman to have him be king. And when he said no, then they decided. Um, but I wanted I, there are two quotes I think are important here. One is from Frank Herbert in Dune. And uh, I posted it on my page, the Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup the other day. I said it's all governments suffer a recurring problem. Power attracts pathological personalities. It is not that power corrupts, but that it is magnetic to the corruptible. Corrupt. Yes. Yep. Um yep. Absolutely. That that's the first one. The other one is from Bill Cooper, and it's you can take a free people, make them into a democracy from whatever they were before, and they will vote themselves into slavery every single time because they are weak. They want the benefits. They want the check from the government. They want the job from the government. They want a car from the government. They want medical care from the government. They want everything from the government. Mm -hmm. Yep, because when somebody's handing something out and you can convince yourself that it's free, that's yep. what you want. You want the yep. thing that is free. And, and because being adult and responsible is hard. Mm -hmm. And if there is somebody mm -hmm. who is more responsible for your life than you are, it is easier to just hand it over to them and depend on them. Yep. And think There's... about those those two quotes together. Corruptible people want power. And it's very easy to get power if people you promise want free people stuff free from you. Stuff. And, and thus, America suddenly makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't have anything else. You guys want anything? Nope. All right, plug nope. them. Plug your book. Buy my book. Link the, link in the description. Yes, think for yourself. Critical thinking workbook for beginners. For beginners, people. Beginners, beginners. Like if work, you wanna work book, guys. Yeah, work. You actually book, have to want work. to go through it and do the work yourself. Work. Yeah. And then yes. most of it is just a guided journal that will help you think through your own problems. So <laughs> 
Don't Remember, believe the shitty reviews on Amazon. Those people didn't read the fucking description. <laughs> well, they, they, they also lacked, they don't understand. They lacked critical thinking skills. Yes, yeah, they, did. they they also don't understand. They they don't understand the point of education versus school. Right. It is it... tell you what yeah. to think. In fact, especially when you're talking about logic, it's quite the opposite. It's simply right. to teach you how to. So, think. how are your kids doing on it over the last two weeks, Chris? Uh, well, this past week was the first week where I actually had Tommy on it all week. Okay. He he seemed to get on just fine th- going through it. Emily is still fighting. She don't yeah. want to do it. She's, uh, you know, she's 14-year-old teenage girl. All she has on her mind right now is, oh, my God, boys. Yeah. So, well, tell him if he gets all the way through it and gets value from it, I'll send him a copy of my favorite Um my favorite philosopher of his his work. I'll send him the Enchiridion of Epictetus. Okay. So I'll let him yeah. know. Yeah. Throw it. That's a stoic, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna throw throw him some stoicism. Hell throw yeah. in um uh Marcus Aurelius too while you're at it. That's uh... well I'll send him one book. <laughs> <laughs> one book. Well Chris, when he gets that one you should also throw Marcus Aurelius in there too. Yeah. Uh there's um He's, he's there's very a good. bunch. There's a bunch of stoic books on um, uh, Gutenberg.org, free, yeah. free book depository. There's cool. a lot of books on. Stoic. Oh man, I just had a train of thought derailment thanks to you, Jason, and I have Andrew to thank for it too. We were that. looking at uh, uh, handguns the other day, and it was they had a Glock Model 40, which is a 10 millimeter long slide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Andrew if he bought it, I might trade him for something else that I have. And he goes, man, if you tried to carry that, I'd start calling you Gutenberg or Johannes. <laughs> Johannes, because you'd be Print printing like all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's too uh, Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so further plugs, make sure to check out thebeardstruggle.com. If you want a luxurious beard like I have, and it's incredibly soft, and it smells perpetually wonderful, it's tameable, and it's great. <laughs> You want to use their products? They have night serums. They have morning serums. They have masks. They have washes. They even have an electric beard straightener that can really tame it down. It is fantastic. <laughs> so basically, these products make your beard like the ultimate sex toy is what you're, is what exactly. I'm getting at. Exactly. If you want yeah. and, and Odin's Virtue, my favorite scent, smells like a combination of apple, cinnamon, and oud wood. It is pretty much orgasmic unto itself, just in its scent. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's from their gold series. Uh, nice. But if you want to get it and you want 15% off right out of the gate so that you can get that your hands on that stuff, use the code InkedAnarchist15, all run together, or use the link that we're going to post in the description that will take you right to a page that will give you the discount automatically. So that you just get it and you're golden. But it's Inked Anarchist 15 all run together. Thebeardstruggle.com. Also, don't uh, forget to check out Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup, my page. And, of course, Poppins Patches. My boy Dave makes some amazing, amazing high-quality patches. I cannot say enough good things about what Christopher has the the, the Boogaloo. I have the, uh, I have the, the Boogaloo Boys. Ed, Ed and Eddie one on my mic cover. <laughs> nice. Yes. And the Boogaloo Shark glows in the dark, by the way. 
Yes, it does. Uh, it glows in the dark. I don't know if the Ed Ed and Eddie one does or not. No. Um, all of those of you who got or are about to get in the near future, the uh, Joe Jorgensen patches, they're from him. Uh, Jason is showing the Save the Children wood chipper. I still patch. haven't gotten mine. I'm disappointed. Uh, that is also from from him. The Maduce patch. That is from him. The Space Force oh, Donald. They, he also he also him. just came out with the um, uh, the girls, the girls from Ed, Ed and Eddie, the the sisters, and they're uh, dressed up as feds. Nice. And, if, and if you know the Ed, Ed and Eddie comics, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, I mean, they're all super high quality. They're incredibly well made. They're very detailed. And he does custom. Yes, he will take custom orders. You definitely need to check him out. I am so happy that I hit him up the one day after I got the Boogaloo Shark one and went, hey, man, like, how would you like to partner up? Because, man, he does amazing stuff. Yeah. So. Also, check out Road to Autonomy magazine. And the, podcast, and the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And the podcast. And the podcast. With Jeremy yeah. fucking Hengeller finally back on the mic. The pod father back in the, the house. Father. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, guy that got me to have enough confidence to even start doing this podcast two and a half years ago? Yeah. Yeah, the, well, he's actually no, he's three, the reason that I three, even showed years, up. Yeah. I think it's three and a half. Three and a half years ago? 2017? Yeah. Something like that? The, the, the first, God, we're first, old. Or I'm old. You're not. <laughs> the first podcast that, that I agreed to do was this one way back when, and the whole reason I agreed to do it is because I listened to his and went, yeah, I can probably do that. Yeah. So. Yep. And I'm one of the contributors, one of the content contributors to Road to Autonomy. I'm doing a series on bugging out with a family right now. Um, this month's episode, I covered food. Um, not in a ton of detail, but, you know, like the equipment that you're going to need and things like that. So, so yes, uh, that will also be linked in the description below. Um, it is an easy and it will be emailed to you. Yep. Oh, on that we note, call, we, we appreciate you guys listening to us immensely. So this, if, if you're still Please. listening, I love you. Yes. Yes. We appreciate it. We appreciate the plugs. If, if you guys still, can share this yeah. Yeah. with people. If you're still listening, we're dating now because yeah. I love you. <laughs> love you, babe. I wear, I wear a size 10 acre ranch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my birthday is next week, man. My birthday is next week. So if you're thinking about buying a 10 acre fucking youngsters, it's well, I'm gonna be 34. I ain't young. You're the youngest person on this screen right now. I know, yeah. which is crazy. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> hey, I've lived enough life for all three of you. I Jason and I hit 40 this year, so I yeah. still got five years to go there, or all four yeah. in a couple months. But either way, I do I do want to thank our listeners though because you guys yeah. make this worth it. Like seeing yeah, we're those, episode, we're episode like this is episode one hundred and nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, like our numbers are going up. Yeah, yeah. you guys are fantastic. What, fu- what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> they love the most professional podcast. <laughs> that's three. <laughs> I think that's five. No, that's like five. I think that's, Is that yeah, five? That's four, five yeah. yeah, that's like five. Now, <laughs> Is that going to go in the description, Jason? How many yeah, Derek a snort five, count? Five snorts. We, we, uh, should, we should start keeping track. <laughs> we should probably. 
but no, we, we do appreciate you guys. It's it's freaking amazing, and we love that you guys want to listen to us. And like of yeah. all the people that you could spend two hours listening to, it's us. Like yeah. that's that is amazing. That means the world to us. Um, that you want to listen to us. And would you? We please... don't know why, but we appreciate it. Yeah, I don't understand why, <laughs> but you know what? We it's got to be the Andrew Rance. That's got to be it. That it's, keeps that's what it's, it's, it's the Andrew Rance and it's Derica's voice. <laughs> oh, it's not my voice. It's it's like because Christopher, Christopher and I got those faces for faces for radio. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not us. We're not. Doing it. I was it's not I was my voice. Blessed. I sound like a dude. I've always sounded like a dude. See, but no, it's it's husky, so that's that's attractive to some people. See, oh, so, yeah. I guess so. Different strokes, different folks. It's, it's uh, the dominatrix. It's the dominatrix. And my voice strokes, baby. <laughs> hey, after seeing that picture, man, after seeing that picture. <laughs> there yeah. That's 30 yeah. strokes with the cat. Yes. <laughs> 30, 30 strokes. You, you, you're an optimist if you think it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's just, we, we, we fuck like we podcast, all right? We're just, we're all over the place. All over the yeah. place. We have really no idea what we're doing. So, yeah. All right. That was too much to, information for you guys, but we'll, uh, yeah. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Later.